Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Well, good evening. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Is it 34 days? Is it 35 days? All we can do is sit and hold our breath as this traitorous, treasonous, SOB in the White House empties the United States and its technology, its secrets, and hands them right over to the Russians and the Chinese, the Chinese, all of our enemies. He has basically rendered us mute. We are we we are basically unarmed in the global Cold War. And we're in a Cold War. And I'm just waiting to see how the Biden administration will respond with sanctions against all parties involved. We have um, we have been under attack for over nine months, according to the intelligence reports. So we don't know how much they've got, or how much they'll still get. But one thing, Donald Trump has said not one word. Not one word about him kicking open the door and allowing our adversaries, our enemies, pillage, rape and pillage our technology, the technology of private companies. 
Absolutely, it's going to be a mess. And if the Biden administration comes in and goes hard at those involved, he will garner much support from his base. Now it's time to speak of the Biden base, the progressives that expect and the liberals who can care less. Those are the moderates who are looking to still work with these people. The first thing they should do is not to seat the 126 congressmen, for they have violated their oath. And if they're new coming in, they violated before they started. So the part of the Constitution, well, I believe it's the 14th Amendment, Section 5 or something, something like that. Don't hold me to it, but it's close. But uh, they have violated that tenfold. And for every one of those SOBs who are trying to get seated, Nancy Pelosi should not seat them and force them to go to a court and force one of their judges to go against the Constitution. That's how you start out. And you can't start out holding your hand out to them, saying that you want to you want to work with them, because they don't want to work with you. They want to dominate you, and that's what they're trying to do. And if you don't step up and basically hold the line on the letter of the law. They are going to run right over you. I am so sick and tired of hearing threats of subpoenas from the Democratic-led House. I say subpoena them, then lock them up. That's how you work with them. They want to be worked with them. That's how you work with them. We've got runoff going in Georgia that they are bound to steal. Listen to me. They will not allow two Democrats to win both of those seats. Any close election, they will steal it. And this is what's such a shame. Democrats have to win by a large number, an enormous number, Republicans have to win by one. What's the difference there? Democrats should fight them tooth and nail, fight them all the way. We spoke last week. 
extensively about taking off the gloves. You followed the letter of the law. You enforced the letter of the law. In Article 14, Section 3, makes it quite clear. There's no there's no cloudy, ambiguous writing. This is quite clear. If you have engaged in this type of behavior, then you cannot be a sitting congressman. And by them signing on to these these briefs before the Supreme Court makes them successionists. As they practice their sedition, it's just that simple. You don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar. Hell, you don't even have to be a college grad to see and to figure this out. For me, this is easy. As you watch the headlines, all of the headlines you see and that you have seen during Trump's tenure are all about Donald Trump. But here's a good one, for right here in Chicago. Right here in Chicago. And I really enjoyed this particular story. It's the Chicago Police Union head. He's facing firing over violent Facebook threats. That's right. He's about to be fired from the police. As a police. And I don't know what the bylaws say about him holding his union position. But um, I posted it in the chat room. It's at, it's at the... Um, it's at the um, at the website Raw Story, and sure enough, they go directly into the victim mode. Everybody's picking on them. He's being accused of making threats on Facebook, and. They decided to fire for these threats. And the story lends and reads out some of the threats he's made. And to be a police, to be head of a union, a fraternal order of police, he's got no position there. He's got no need to be there. He's a Klansman. He's a hoodless Klansman. 516-666-9516. 
Did I put five, seven, six in there? No, no, no. And um, I'm a little um, disturbed that my personal secretary didn't catch that. I have to have a talk with her for some disciplinary action. <laughs> Maybe um, get a better job review. But um, 516-666-9516. As we get to where we want to be, the days we count down, it is it is said that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pardon Paul Manafort. He's gonna pardon Julian Assange. He will pardon every single last person of or in his administration, in his orbit, that got caught and went to jail. Step back. And watch the pardon party. But the one thing uh, Mr. Assange cannot escape are the charges in New York. Tisha James is waiting because those charges still stand. Speak of um, Bob Mueller. And the $40 million or so that his um, his special counsel cost the taxpayers. Cost $40 million for the taxpayers. Well, he's recovered twice that, or $60 million from Paul Manafort himself. So he finished, he was, he was, basically up in the numbers as far as money. He was in the red. No, he was in the black when it came to the case of Julian Assange, Paul Manafort. The whole investigation was paid for by Paul Manafort's social Surrendering his property from ill-gotten gains. And that's how that should be handled. There's no time to play nice. Playing nice is over. It's been over. Time for the rule of law. Justice is coming. That is the battle cry. Justice is coming. Meantime, or meanwhile, Donald Trump is basically salting the earth behind him.
as to give the Biden administration no chance of recovery. I would hope that someone in the Biden administration is smart enough to wipe away all of the disastrous policies forward by Donald J. Trump. Be there. Just because the election is over, the fight rages on. People, they will not go home. Do not be fooled into thinking they are finished fighting even though they've lost. I've seen a Fox television commercial that calls himself promoting the channel. And it starts out with an infomercial about Hunter Biden. And he's only facing an investigation. Hell, they've got him indicted already. And the fact or something that he had a Chinese girlfriend who was a spy. For over a year So they'll go to any length They'll stoop to any level Then they had um, They had something I forget forget what it was honestly I forget exactly what it was But um, It was another little headpiece On Hunter Biden and they were so appalled, so aghast, that he's the president's son. And even though he will pardon his son and his daughter, he will pardon them. They should be subpoenaed before a grand jury and forced because they will have lost their Fifth Amendment rights to testify and they must tell the truth. So you bring them to a grand jury And force them to tell the truth. And you prosecute them for perjury if they lie.
and that's the bottom line there. The depositions given by an Ivanka seem to have major holes in them as far as the truth. Mike Flynn was for lying to the FBI. He should be called before the grand jury and forced to speak on what he gave the Russians. not a stretch. This is what is important. This is what is necessary. Democrats must take the gloves off and fight these bastards, period, and just fight them. The breach of security the breach of security in our cyber system can only be appreciated I say can only be appreciated because um, I appreciate the way she the way she spelled it out, but she also spoke of the vaccine that is and it is being distributed. They only did the first round. They've got vaccines sitting on the shelf and nowhere to go because they didn't plan on sending it anywhere. Warp speed. Let's have warp speed. Project warp speed. Warp speed was only warp speed until you got past that first image-grabbing first round. And then you purposely leave the second round to chance and leave the people out there flapping in the breeze and leave the people out there to literally die. That's what they did. And the person who could only bring this to light better than anyone I know Anyone I know is Rachel Maddow. And I just, I just don't understand. This is a reason why you prosecute Donald Trump. There you go. 
documents that allege there are issues in the production and distribution of the company's COVID-19 vaccine. Pfizer is not having any production issues with our COVID-19 vaccine, and no shipments containing the vaccine are on hold or delayed. This week, we successfully shipped all 2.9 million doses that we were asked to ship by the U.S. government to the locations specified by them. We have millions more doses sitting in our warehouse, but as of now, we have not received any shipment instructions for additional doses. We have millions more doses sitting in our warehouse, but we get shipment directions from the U.S. government and they haven't given us any shipment instructions for what we should do with the millions of doses that we have just sitting here. More than 3,000 Americans are dying every day now. And the vaccine that keeps people from dying from this thing is piled up in a warehouse. And that's per the company that makes it, so they're in a position to know. And they say the reason their doses of vaccine are piled up in a warehouse is because the government won't tell them where they want these doses shipped, and they have no idea why the government isn't telling them that. They're ready to go. And what's actually happening around the country now is this. And we've pulled together these reports from all over the country because we started noticing them coming in this morning. But then it started to feel like just like a cascade today, starting in one state here. Well, it felt like it was a problem with that one state. Oh, maybe it's two states. Wait, that's a state in a different part of the country. We just watched these come in one after the other. And it is starting to feel like this is maybe everywhere now. Look, the Des Moines Register, quote, Iowa will receive less COVID-19 vaccine than anticipated. The state was expecting, in fact, they had publicly announced they'd be getting 172,000 vaccine doses by the end of December. They now say they've been told they'll get 30% less than that. So do the math. That means 50,000 doses that aren't coming, 50,000 people who are not getting the shot in Iowa. In a press release, the Iowa Department of Public Health made clear that they were told that by the federal government. It was the federal government that told them, hey, Iowa, what you thought you were getting, it's going to be 30% less. Then it was the Boston Globe reporting on Rhode Island. Rhode Island getting, quote, far less vaccine than expected next week. Quote, with 36% fewer doses on the way, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo calls on the Trump administration to honor its commitments and provide the full allocation. In Rhode Island, they were previously told they'd get 10,725 doses next week. Now, instead, inexplicably, they're going to get less than 7,000. All those thousands of people that aren't going to get inoculated. And Michigan, 30% fewer doses than they expected. They thought they'd get 84,000 people shots next week. Sorry, 24,000 of those, you're not getting your shot. They're not coming. The doses aren't arriving. I mean, yeah, who are you going to tell first who thought they were getting one next week who now isn't going to get one? Then Kansas, 37% cut in what they were told they were getting. They were told to plan for 28,000 Pfizer vaccinations next week. Now it will have to be less than 18,000 because for some reason, that's all that's coming. Same in Missouri. The governor says he's been told it'll be a 25 to 30% cut in their vaccines. Same in Indiana. Same in Maryland. Same in Nebraska. Same in New Hampshire. Same in Montana. Same in Oregon. What's going on? In Washington state, Governor Inslee explained it directly online as best he could. He said this, CDC has informed us that Washington state's vaccine, excuse me, vaccine allocation will be cut by 40% next week and that all states are seeing similar cuts. This is disruptive and frustrating. We need accurate, predictable numbers to plan and ensure on the ground success. 
No explanation was given. Again, we're not like deep into this process. This is week one. Why is this happening? Pfizer says it made all its targets. It has millions of doses on the shelves. They have no production problems. They have no supply line problems. Pfizer says they just need the U.S. government to say where to send the doses that they've got. The government is making these mealy, unsourced allegations that there's some problem on Pfizer's end, but they won't really say what it was other than, like, casting vague aspersions at Pfizer. And the company says they're lying with what they're implying there. Nevertheless, Trump administration officials are calling all the states now, or at least a lot of the states, and telling them, yeah, 30 to 40 percent of the vaccine doses you were expecting next week, we're cutting those. You're not getting them. Here was Governor J.B. Pritzker in Illinois today, asked about it by reporters with, honestly, no way to explain what's happening here. Have you learned anything more? I know the folks at Pfizer are saying it's not on their end. Anything new? They have not provided us with any information, federal government. Um, you know, we get to see what the uh, order book can look like for us for the coming week, and, um, and they haven't given us any explanation of why those numbers are smaller than they were before. No explanation of why the numbers are suddenly dramatically smaller than they were before. No explanation. Just tens of thousands of Americans who might not have to die being put at inexplicable risk of it while vaccine that's good to go sits on the shelves with nowhere to go because the federal government won't tell the company that makes and stores that vaccine where they should ship it. And the federal government can't or won't say what's going on and why they're doing that. The Washington Post today um, had good, good aggressive reporting on this, and they got this today from the Pfizer side, uh, which is one of the more unnerving things I've read in a few days. According to the Washington Post, quote, a person involved in the planning who spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the situation, said Pfizer executives are baffled that the administration is not immediately distributing all of its vaccine, instead leaving much of it on the shelves. It really seems like this is not some sort of fight between Pfizer and the government, some sort of negotiation that's fallen through, and this is some hardball tactic. It really seems like Pfizer's ready to send the vaccine, and the U.S. government won't tell them where to ship it. Pfizer executives are baffled that the administration is not immediately distributing all of its vaccine. Instead, leaving much of it on the shelves, baffled. I have other adjectives I would like to add to that. Now, my take on it is they're going to sell them to their foreign friends. That's my take on it. 516-666-9516. Let me go to the phones. 605, thank you for calling the Alpha Hotel. Welcome to TruthWorks Network. Yes, how are you, Alpha? How's it going? Who am I speaking with? A long, long, long time ago, buddy of yours. We haven't spoken in a while. Do you remember a guy named Joe? Joe, vaguely. Vaguely, I do remember From Montana? Joe. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. I remember I remember Joe now. And um, Yeah. 
Joe, how, how have you been up there in Montana? I'm doing fine. How about you? Here in Chicago, I'm doing fine. All I have to do is keep my head down. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, yeah, well, but you've got her battered with uh, Lightfoot up there as the mayor, or down there as the mayor. Plus, you're colder in Chicago than where I am, well, even though people don't believe it. Mm. Yeah. Well, Joe, what's going? What's happening up in MAGA world? Well, it's um, uh, you know, people are walking around with their masks on. Um, I don't wear a mask unless I go into a store because I don't want to freak people out. But um, I don't really take this COVID um, pandemic as seriously as other people do. And um, you know, when you take a look at the government telling doctors that they have to define death as death by COVID, no matter what the death is, I don't take a look at those statistics seriously. So um, I noticed that you had your show on the past couple of weeks or so. Uh, where have you been? Because you haven't been around for like a year or two, maybe even no, more. No, I, I, I had to go on a, a hiatus, a two-year hiatus for my health. So I've been in and oh, out really? of the hospital. Sorry to hear that. The whole oh. the whole nine yards. It's it's uh, been um yeah. it's been an ordeal, man. It must, because I know. See, I treasure my health. I know that the health, physical and mental health, has to be the number one priority of everybody. Because without good health, you can't do what you want to do. You're helpless. You can't, sometimes people are, yeah, sometimes people are immobile, other times they have respiratory conditions, etc. So, I um, I feel for you. All of the above, I have all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, oh my God. That's horrible, man. Because I, I, when I was, mobility. oh, yep, uh, all of the above, but all I can do it, is keep waking up. And keep doing what I'm doing. Not gonna get any yeah, better. Yeah. And hopefully it won't get any worse. But you know it's gonna get worse. Well, I hope oh, it gets I better. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a sickly kid, so I appreciate uh, I appreciate my health now that I'm older. Um, I still get aches and pains, but it's nothing like when I was a kid. So. I'm hoping. I hope that you get a nice recovery because I can imagine how you feel if you're somewhat immobile. You somewhat have pulmonary conditions. It's a you know, it's a bitch. So, eh. so anyway, I just wanted to call in to say hi. So I'll let you get back to the show, and uh, I'll talk to you probably again another time. And I hope you get better, Alpha. Merry All right, Christmas, by the way. For the call. Merry Christmas to you. Sure. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, now. Bye. Oh, this is Joe from Montana. Joe and I used to go back and forth, back and forth a few years back, and he was always the right-winger, and he always had the right-wing take on everything, and I had the liberal take on things, progressive take on things, and we would just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But uh, 
Overall, he's a good guy. And um, I appreciate this call, and I would say just just hang in there because that's all I can do. All I can do is hang in here. But anyway, on this um, on this um, vaccine now, Pfizer filled the order. And now you have the threats of state after state having their orders cut without explanation by the federal government. And what are they going to do with the extra vaccine? What are they going to do with the extra vaccine? I believe that the narrative right now must be pushed out that they're looking to sell it in some kind of black market system to the countries that basically are anti Democratic They're looking to sell it to the Russians North Koreans Chinese Chinese may not take it Chinese may have their own And just ain't telling nobody But this Trump administration Is looking to Profit They will confiscate the vaccine from Americans to sell it for a profit. The sitting Congress and the Senate should be up in arms, especially Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Congress. They should be subpoenaing They should be looking to give subpoenas out for account and inventory of all vaccines. Because as Donald Trump sold out our infrastructure, he will sell out Sell Americans out of the vaccine or vaccine. <laughs> but Donald Trump has openly, willfully left the door open. And in came Russia and all of the other hacks. Now they found these hacks. So you can't say that it's not happening. And if you say that's just made up by the intelligence community, you go ahead. Go ahead and you don't want the government to do this, you don't want the government to do that. But what if the people have left? Donald Trump shut down the government. 
He shut down the government by not aggressively handling this pandemic, this coronavirus, from the very beginning. And then he had to go to talk to Bob Woodward, who taped him with his knowledge, and he was willing to downplay it. He was willing to lie to the American people about this vaccine. He lied and Americans died. Right now, the death toll is 310,000. 310,000. And it's simply unacceptable. South Korea and the United States had their first case on the same day. And the moves that South Korea made, and their population is much lower than ours. But the moves that South Korea made only rendered about 337 deaths. We have 300,000. 310,000 deaths. So you can't tell me you cannot tell me that this did not happen. Donald Trump is the reason the economy was shut down then he reopened it. And the emails that were just obtained by subpoena with heart-stopping sentences like infect them all, they were looking to move to herd immunity. And they didn't want to tell us. They didn't want to say herd immunity. See, that's what Donald Trump is about. He's about collecting and harboring information. So the only information that gets out is the information that will control your thought, your mind, as to which way to go or whether or not he has made the correct choices. He has not made the correct choices yet. On anything And I say I say that And All you have to do is sit back And go to each and every Choice that he's made He took children away from Their parents And then lost the parents On purpose It's It's just (laughs) And now he he's going to parachute out of this, and Mike Pence will give him a pardon after he resigns. The day, January 19th, he will resign. 18th or 19th, he will resign, and Mike Pence will become president, and Mike Pence will pardon him. So much for Mike Pence. 
someone has to float the warning, float the threat to Mike Pence that he will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Who's going to pardon you? Trump can pardon him before he quits. And by the way, he will. He will pardon Mike Pence. And then he'll quit. Pence will become president and pardon Donald Trump. But Letitia James is sitting there waiting. Mike Flynn, he should be prosecuted by the Southern District of New York. Cyrus Vance. Justice is coming. And I spoke with um, I spoke with my boss about uh, Attorney Glenn Kirshner. All Glenn Kirshner talks about is prosecuting Donald Trump when he leaves office. Even alongside of the pardons he's going to hand out to his children. And Mike Pence is going to pardon him after he pardons Mike Pence. You see, everybody needs a pardon because everybody's dirty. And that should not go without being repeated thousands of times. Joe Biden can look forward if he wants. The history of this, of these last four or five years is sneaking up on him, and they will knock his block off. So they're talking about Attorney General Doug Jones. I don't see any grit in Doug Jones. None whatsoever. I don't see any fighting. I see him getting slapped back by some of these players in the Trump organization. Him accepting nonsense. What was what's the Merrick Garland? I don't see him. He's a straight shooter. He's a by the numbers kind of guy, according to some of the uh, some of the pundits. So I don't see him being that spectacular when it comes to prosecuting people. I want someone in that office who is looking to prosecute them with extreme prejudice, because what they have done has been so anti-American, so un-American that they should be prosecuted and made an example of for the future right-wingers who feel like democracy is wrong and this place is prime. America is prime 
and primed up for fashions. And I know it was like, Joe Biden should sanction every Russian bank that does business in the United States and is, does business outside of the United States and the people who do business and continue to do business with them. He must do something to put a hurting on the Russian economy. I don't see any other any other way. I see no other way. I truly believe that the success, the continuing success of this particular movement is how much Joe Biden and the law go after the criminals who preceded them. And I mean each and every one, from the ones who stepped down from each and every department to give him an acting head of each cabinet, which simply made it easier for him to get away with what he gets away with because no one would challenge him. And it just it just irks me to see people quake in their boots around him. Justice is coming. And it's not friendly. Justice must be poured over previous administration. And everybody, every single last one of them, from the oldest to the youngest, should do some jail time. Should flat out do some jail time. 516-666-9516 is the number to get in. Um, Don't be um, don't be one of those who simply comes into my chat room and tap, types nonsense. Give me a call. And spit nonsense. <laughs> it matters not. The Biden administration picked more cabinet members, and he picked a bunch of women. He picked a bunch of a bunch of 
people of color, progressives, and now all they have to do is be confirmed. You cannot push this forward to this Senate, you must use the new even Senate, if you must. Take Take it for what it's worth. Take it for what it's worth. I think any and everyone involved, any and everyone who was governing and having to fight with these people. We had a deal done, but uh, someone jumped up from the right and just one person and said no. It's going to take some effort. This is, from what I see, this is no big effort, but it's going to take some effort to hold on to the battle cry that we have right now. It's going to take effort to hold on to the common sense. The common sense is simply this: the Republicans are for the rich and greedy. That's basically it. They are literally for (laughs) the greedy. And you have to pay attention. You really have to pay attention to Exactly Who's coming to you And saying what And just go with the social Socialist national app Socialized such a dirty word When it helps the sick and needy But rationalized when it's disguised as tax cuts Tax breaks, loopholes, subsidies Buyouts and bailouts For the rich and corporate greedy What will it take for us to wait before Trump destroys our nation with his hateful, hurtful, cruel, and corrupt administration that destroys life, liberty, truth, and justice in the name of being tough? How many more lives and destroyed lives before we say enough? Greed and global climate change are just two problems we face. And if we can't solve just those two, we'll lose the human race. What will it take for us to wake before the tipping point is tipped? And we the people finally realize we the people have been ripped off by the cop. It cannot stop. It is controlled by greed. And I'm so freaking sick and tired of getting GOP'd. Sponsored by Wickline Family. That's the Socialist National Anthem. And um, 
It fits. It fits. Carry yourself. Whatever you need to. I'm not trying to press you on anything. All I'm trying to do is speak the truth here. Well, here's a GOP congressman. Don't seem like he's going to have a job. He vows that he won't take the coronavirus vaccine. I'm an American, he says. And he's at that age, people. He's at that age. And if he catches it, he's at very, very high risk. Very high risk. So I just hope that these people who vow not to cover up and they're still on the streets. Joe Biden should do one thing, especially for the governors in the red state. Tell them you will penalize them. You know, red states get more Welfare from the blue states Everybody gives a dollar Into the Treasury But red states Get more back Now I don't know if you know it or not But um, That's just the way it is And I have yet to be able to get to them to the bottom of it to see if it can be changed without um, without um, some kind of act from Congress and the Senate and this particular link. It's called the real welfare queens are red states. It's from uh, the business insider. So that's no liberal right wing publication. The business insider is full conservative. But uh, it's printed out the real welfare states are those Republican states. And it should be pointed out. It should be pointed out that Mississippi gets $2.02 for every dollar. Could they stand to lose? Take a 
100% cut, or in this case, a 50% cut. Kentucky, Kentucky is a very red state, and yet Kentucky gets a great deal. Mississippi gets 202, Mexico gets 203, Alaska gets a dollar 84, Louisiana gets a dollar 78, West Virginia a dollar 76, North Dakota 168, Alabama 166, South Dakota 153, Kentucky 151, Virginia, and that's the first blue state, and it's just been flipped to blue over the last two or three election cycles. Montana gets a dollar forty seven. Hawaii gets a dollar forty four. A blue state. Maine gets a dollar forty one. Arkansas gets a dollar forty one. Oklahoma a dollar thirty six. South Carolina a dollar thirty five. Missouri one thirty two. Maryland, a blue state, gets a dollar thirty. Tennessee, a dollar twenty-seven. Idaho, a dollar twenty-one. Now, out of all of those states I've named, anyone else notice the overwhelming presence of red states? Because red states are the welfare states, and they turn around, and that's their narrative, that all they want to do in the blue states is push socialism, government-run socialism. And Democrats fall short with their messaging. Take away anything over a dollar because that's what they give. They give a dollar, they get a dollar, and that's the way it should be. And everybody has to literally put the bill for the red state. They want to talk about flyover country and real Americans. Well, they're welfare. They're welfare takers. Pure and simple. Pay attention. To our options, and I call them options because they've always been there. There's simply been no gut to use them. I need an explanation on that. Our common ground, I've lost somewhere. (laughs) That's 516-666-9516-666-9516. 516-666-9516. Come on. 
Don't be shy. Give me a call. You know, most of our time spent, most of my time spent here talking to you, is because most of the people who basically agree with me or they just sit back and nod their heads yes as I'm talking. Those are people that I know I have. I'm speaking, you know, in their language. It's the people that believe the other. And those are people I like to talk with because those are the people who we need to dissect this as pure commoners. I see Michelle chat room and I want to say a happy birthday to Michelle. She had a birthday a couple of days ago. Um, And I hope all went well. I see, of course, the CEO, our common ground, Janice Graham, and I see Purple Pill. Now, Purple Pill, Purple Pill is like, um, is like a, an adversary. He speaks adversarially, but he hides behind his typewriter. I'd like to speak with Purple Pill. Purple Pill doesn't seem to want to speak with me. So onward. You know, they've told us since the 1960s, we've had 50 years of trickle down, and it still hasn't trickled down to us period Janice (laughs) I just read your last um, chat room entry and um, you care to express that or should I say elaborate on Five one six 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 nine five one six. You know the ideas that we have as progressives only mirror the opinions of the majority of Americans. And if this is a democracy, majority rule. 
But in this age of lies, the age of um, projection, the people on the right are disfigured by the truth. And therefore, their narrative is such an ugly one. that they'll spew it from behind, whatever they can spew it from. And when I say we are in the majority, we are in the majority. I hear you. But the majority of the American people are simply for what is popular. You call it the far left? I call it the mainstream. So crazy is is when I hear people, uh, you know, uh, particularly in the morning shows of MSNBC, you know, Stephanie Rule and these other folks talking about, uh, you know, the far left. You got to worry about the far left. The Democratic Party, had, you know, if, they, if the far left takes over, there's going to be a big problem. Look at the polls, right? This is a poll that was conducted uh, in 2016 by GBA Strategies on behalf of the Progressive Change Institute is a serious, solid poll by a reputable polling company. These are positions that Stephanie Rule and, and many of the others on, the, on, on MSNBC, and, and I, I have great admiration for her as a reporter and as a, uh, as a, you know, a former uh, financial person. I mean, you know, she's, she's great, but she's wrong on this, you know, talking about the, the far left in the Democratic Party. These are your far left positions and how much support they have in the United States, which would indicate that they're actually centrist positions, not far left positions. Do you want to allow the government to negotiate drug prices? Seventy nine percent of Americans say yes. Should students get the same low interest rates as big banks? In other words, student loans at one percent or two percent instead of seven or nine percent. Seventy eight percent of Americans say yes. Should we have universal free pre-kindergarten? Seventy seven percent of Americans say yes. Should we have fair trade that protects workers, the environment and jobs rather than the so-called free trade? Seventy five percent of Americans say yes. This is of all parties. Right. Should we end tax loopholes for corporations that ship jobs overseas? By the way, those loopholes were just expanded with the Republican tax scam. Should we end those loopholes? 74% of Americans say yes. Should we end gerrymandering? 73% of Americans say yes. Should we allow Medicare for all? Single-payer health care in the United States. Now, again, you know, the morning shows on MSNBC would characterize that as an extreme left position. 71% of Americans say yes. By the way, every other developed country in the world has already done this. It's not rocket science. Should we disclose corporate spending on politics and lobbying? Transparency. 71% of Americans say yes. Should the NSA be required to get warrants before they spy on us? 71% say yes. Should we spend $400 billion a year, a modest sum, on infrastructure projects? Right. I mean, this is this is Bernie Sanders. Seventy one percent of Americans say yes. Should we have debt free college at all public universities? Seventy one percent of Americans say yes. Stephanie and others. This is not the far left. This is the center of America. Should we expand Social Security benefits? 
70% of Americans say yes. Should we have a full employment act? Should the government be the employer of last resort, as Franklin Roosevelt was the last president to do with the WPA and the CCC when, when capitalism fails, like it did in 2008, and hundreds of the millions of people are thrown out of work, 700,000 people a month for month after month for a year? Should the government step in and say, if you can't find a job, we will create a job for you? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we retrain coal miners and oil workers for clean energy jobs? In other words, should we be promoting clean energy? Wins. So 70% of Americans say yes. Should we end tax deductions for fines that Wall Street bankers pay when they rip us off? Did you know that, that they can deduct that, the fines that they pay? 70% of Americans say yes, of course. This is just common sense. These are all, you know, should, the, should we have transparency in trade negotiations? 66% of Americans say yes. Should tipped workers get the full uh, full minimum wage? 64% of Americans say yes. Should we eliminate the Electoral College? 65% of Americans say yes. Should community college be free nationwide? 63% of Americans say yes. Should all corporate political spending be required to be approved by shareholders? 66% of Americans say yes. Should you require a special prosecutor in every case that a police officer kills someone? 61% of Americans say yes. Should we guarantee net neutrality? Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago this study was done. The support for net neutrality has gone up since then, because back then, most people didn't even know what it was. 61% of Americans say yes, guarantee net neutrality. These are not far-left positions. This is the center of America. Now that you know what they consider the far-left to be, and they are wrong... Just put that in your back pocket there. 591, oh, 591, 516 666 9516. Let me go to the phone here. 561. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to Truth Works Network. Hey, Alpha, you remember me? No, Alpha. <laughs> because you asked me to call. Didn't you ask me to call? Okay. I don't think I asked so, you to call, but I'm always happy to hear from you. No, you did. You, you know you did. The, you know, I, I'm, I've been off the grid all day intentionally because sometimes I do have to come off because it seems to me that... These corrupt politicians, these capitalists, these corporatists, they have all gone off the rail that what some might believe is a two-party system, that the system has blended. Otherwise, things were coming out of the Trump administration 
things would be looking much more toward the left and with progressive policies, and they are not. Um, I don't know where Tom Hartman is getting his survey information from, but it seems to me if all those 71% he was talking about, if those were voters, we would be in another kind of place. We would... um, we would see we would would never have seen um Donald Trump, so I don't know but but here you know uh I've been trying to stay off the grid today, and when you stay off the grid and you have a an envelope filled with no information, you tend to become um um conspiracy theorist. And so today, Alpha, as I call your show, um, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Theorist. So, let me talk about the Russian hack. Three things happened technically to cause, you know, this is a third time that I've been, my personal information has been involved in a hack. Um, And I got notified that my personal information, because at one point I had used, uh, been part of a working group with the Department of Energy, and so I was in their system. So... Uh, I got a notice that uh, of my third free five-year subscription paid by the federal government for uh, theft, identity theft, because these people have now hacked the database where my personal information... But anyway... Let me talk about this hack. There were four inside the information that we did get, uh, four small companies, small contractors of the Nuclear Regulatory Council or Commission and the Energy Department and the Commerce Department. There There were three... Um, are for small contractors that had uh, that were part of the portal path that allowed the hack. So my conspiracy theory is this: were they placed there deliberately because they had not been part of the system? until January of 2020. So were they placed there deliberately to be able to create the network that allowed the weaknesses in their in in uh, in in the government system to be uh hacked? And the other is, 
who supplied the information uh, uh, about those portals, the hack. Um, and this wasn't really, it, it's not, it wasn't a hack that was extorting. It was a harvesting uh, hack, which means they were looking for, they were grabbing information. And uh, given this administration's history, uh, given the obligations that so many, Mike Flynn, Eric Prince, Paul Manafort, uh, Stephen Miller, all of those people, uh, uh, don't let me leave out Rob Johnson and Mark Meadows. Remember the contingency three years ago of Senator, Republican senators and representatives who spent the Christmas holiday in being hosted by oligarchs who are owned by Vladimir Putin. Um, <clears throat> so that's my first, you know, that my, my conspiracy theory is this, that this was an inside job. It is the end of a contractual agreement where I'm calling them the Trump cartel. The Trump cartel, given given this, these recent um, terminations and all the personnel uh, embedding that uh, Donald Trump has done at the Pentagon that I think at the end of this administration, the Trump cartel is harvesting information all over the place. I mean, it's essentially like they've sent their plumbers in. You know, the plumbers, like the plumbers in in Watergate, uh, the plumbers in Irangate, so the contragate. Um, so I, I, that that's my that's my theory. The other theory I have about these vaccines is that I think <coughs> that um, the Trump cartel had cooked up a siphoning scheme. And one of the ways that they were going to do it is 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 cheat the states of vaccines that were obligated and have those on the shelves and call those surplus and have them diverted to other places. Now that's just where my head is today. I don't think it's going to change unless, you know, first of all, we have the sloppiest, sorriest, laziest um, national media. They want to do commentary rather than to do investigative work into any of this stuff. 
So that's what I have to say. Well, I'm not going to contradict any of your conspiracy theories. Who am I? I agree with you. I think the this this vaccine shortage is some type of siphoning program too. Mhm. Mhm. I put nothing. I put nothing past Donald Trump. Well, well, here here's the, here's the deal. I want you to think on top of this. Is Mike Flynn thinks he's not going to prison now, and I'm wondering if the court cartel between Manafort. I mean, you got to think about it. Manafort made millions of dollars selling information about this country to Turkey, Ukraine, and Russia. Mike Flynn, the same. So they know how to harvest, and, they, and you know, they'll, 10 years from now, they'll still be selling some of that information. I don't doubt and you that. keep talking about Letitia James. They're going to stop her. We're, we're, we're talking about an international crime yeah, empire. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, so and she, um, she has to I'm, I'm going to amend my, my I'm going to amend my last seven years of tax returns and get and get some money. And when they come for me, I'm just going to lie. You think that's going to work for you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Purple Pill, Pill, who's in the chat room, Purple Pill is saying he he agrees with me that uh, it might have, Russia might have been the execution operative, but they were doing it for they were doing it for Mitch Mitch McConnell and um, his part of his cartel, whatever. I'm not gonna put a lot of brain power into all of this. Well, you gotta just think of a thought. You know, all these people, like the Lincoln Project, I cannot understand. If the Lincoln Project really wanted to put a hold of this, the the idea wasn't to do ads, ads that didn't add to the information. The idea was to start bringing suit against these people for sedition and treason. Because even if you bring a suit, you're going to get people like Mike Flynn who are going to lie in a deposition, in an investigative interview. They're going to lie. But, you know, I, I, I think this whole... This whole notion that we keep talking about that we're losing democracy... This November, whatever date it was, election, is a prime example of losing democracy. 
And I'm not talking about Donald Trump's, um, what he's done and the craziness that, I mean, this guy, he's playing the game. And these people who are going to be in charge don't seem to understand the game, don't understand it. So anyway, that's it. That's all I got to say, Alpha, <laughs> to all of this. <laughs> you know, um, come come February, I'm hitting my 35th year in broadcasting, and I haven't accomplished bull. I haven't accomplished a damn thing. I look around and I read on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I have accomplished nothing. Well, Janice, uh, speaking of accomplishing nothing, who's your guest tomorrow night? I don't have a guest tomorrow night. You know what we're doing? We're going to talk about the numbers game, playing the numbers. We're going to be looking at dream books, Sonny Boy dream book, uh, um, Miss Diana dream books, and and how we had our own underground uh uh, economic system of people getting wealthy without going to some machine and paying two dollars and getting a ticket. We're going to talk about the numbers, man. Did you play numbers in Chicago? I played a lot of. I mean, no, no, baby. We talking about the numbers, man. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen those. I've I've never played those. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Sunny Boy. We're going to be talking about Bolito, Bolita, the Bolita system, um, and the Pittsburgh Courier, and how it communicated every week who won the numbers. What the number, you know. You know, black people used to go around and said, hey, you heard what the number is? What number came out? You don't, You don't know that? Are you too young for that? I'm too young for that, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole system. Yes, Janice, I know. I know. Of gambling it, before there was a it was replaced with the lottery. It was replaced with the lottery. Yes, yes. So, um, that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to go through the whole history of that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm ready to have fun. I'm tired. I, you know, I've given up on the Joe Biden thing. I don't see anything remotely about what this country needs coming from them. So I'm going to stop talking about it. Well, Janet, I'm going like to start talking okay. about uh, things, other things that don't matter. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I, 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 I just don't understand these people talking about how competent his cabinet will be. Pete Buttigieg has no training, nothing, no competencies, no, no, no knowledge about transportation. 
Marsha Fudge, which I said last week was a token appointment, is a token nomination because they wanted Vilsack, and I still can't figure out why they wanted Vilsack. But we'll find out. Well, Janice, like, like we spoke last week, anything, any replacement was better than the Trump administration. Period. Well, Period. you know, you know, but but the, the thing is, it's like I was talking to a friend, um, and her refrigerator. Um, has been giving her a lot of problems. She's a renter, and her landlord keeps replacing it with other used refrigerators. She's into her third one to, uh, now. So, um, you know, we can't keep doing this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Can it, can it. I'm going to what? tell you, I'm going to draw one, try to draw this analogy for you. If after the first 50 years of slavery, if there was someone who was just sick and tired, they were getting older and they just dropped out of the whole conversation and uh, basically said, I'm a slave or will you always be slaves? What happens to the rest of those years where people fought and tried to resurrect the pull us up out of slavery? It's an ongoing process. It'll go on long after you and I have passed and, and our grandchildren yep. and great-grandchildren. You know what it's about. It's about teaching the young so that they can pick up the torch. I look at these um, supposedly black left and white left, and uh, it's startlingly uh, scary. <laughs> but, Alpha, I, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, and I know you've got to take other callers. So, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, but, but I do have to tell yeah. you, my we had a birthday party for my grandson on Zoom on Wednesday, and the kids were telling jokes, and they and they were really funny jokes. Let me give you one, one that of course you know Stephen loved. And it was Gordon, one that Gordon, all the kids were asked to bring three jokes to the party, okay? And one of the jokes was, why do golfers carry a spare pair of socks? A spare a pair, pair of socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has something to do with... Um, uh, what do they call that? I don't know. Why does it? Why do they bring a spare pair? This was one of Mason's jokes. In case they get a hole in one. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> oh my I god! I do appreciate I, that. I don't know. It's Alpha. It's so out of control. It's so out of the normal bounds, even of what we have come to expect as black people. That you you really have to check out, and I really decided today I'm checking out. Well, I am. I, I am checking uh, one, out. One thing that uh, listening to Doctor Taylor all of these weeks that I've taken heart in is the fact that he laid out the the history and the rapid. Um, uh, the rapid uh, ascension of black people in politics from 1964-65 up until now. It took, took 40 years to get a black man in the White House. Now it's going to take another 40 possibly to gain a level of equality, but by then we will be no longer the minority in this country. And we, this is the shortest amount of time of any uh, yeah, but, race for nationality. Here's the, here's, the, here's the problem with that. And, you know, I love James Taylor. Um, I mean, I am just so in awe of his breadth of immediate information and fact. But do you know I got an email today? Somebody no, somebody contacted me on uh, DM me on Twitter about the argument that they had with Dr. Taylor three weeks ago. And and it was about a caller, and the caller called in and talked about a water project with Jim Clyburn, but now he's complaining that. Dr. Taylor, he's still complaining that Dr. Taylor was abusive to him and making his point on something else about Clyburn. I think that we have gotten so far into (coughs) the personalities of our politics that we don't have any principles or, or policy in our politics. Janice. They pull principle. They pull principle and all that other stuff out of politics about four cycles ago. They don't give a damn. Republicans care about nothing but power. Democrats have to do the same thing and fight with the same disingenuous level of messaging of. Conspiracies that they fight with, and that's what you fall that they have they have drug us down to their level. But yeah. I, well, I, at that point, at I'm, this point, I'm running out of stuff to say. I'm I'm running out of response. I'm running out of stuff to say. Somehow, I think that. You know, you know. I, I was thinking earlier today, 
that instead of shutting down the government, what we should be doing is calling for a constitutional convention no. and a general strike. Well, if Tom Hartman is right, 71% of the people would want the changes that he talked about. I don't know. I, I just... You do realize that 71% of the people who he mentions it, he tells you where this poll, where these polls, this poll came from in the very beginning of that clip. He tells you where this poll comes from. And if if 71% and 69% and 78% of the people are for this, it tells you that the right has done a very good job of nullifying the majority and the truth. That's what that should tell you. And that our message has to be it it, It also tells me that the people who say that those are their principles and 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 issues and solutions and they're hiding out in their house or something well everybody hid out in their house until this last election when the participation in this last election rose to what For black people, it increased 20%. You know, also... For Hispanic people, I don't have those numbers. I listened to your your the uh, one of your shows a couple of weeks ago, and you got an echo going on in your broadcast. When, um, and I think it's my phone. But anyway, um, I'm just not having a lot of optimism about what is going to occur. And um, And I think that that Donald Trump has created a stream of intelligence and scientific information, technical information, to not only Vladimir Putin, but to the Saudis and to Turkey, and um, and he won't be held accountable for it. Well, I'll tell you like I told you about this election. When you thought he would win, you told me and you argued me back and forth, up and down. It gave me all kind of psychological and all that, that a reason why he would win. And I kept telling you he was not going to win. And it's simply, it's simply a well, fact a, that we came an out in that. such a margin that his, even his cheating wouldn't work. Well, there's an answer to that. I think what where the 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 vote where the where the corruption in this election was in the Senate races. 
Was it down I think it was in, yep. in the post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Lindsey Graham, Susan Collins, and a few others had help. And yeah. I think it's going to happen in Georgia. And I don't know if the FBI or the domestic intelligence security people are going to look at it. So I don't know, Alpha. Um, It's going to be strange. It's going to be strange. I look forward to your broadcast. I think about all of these people, all these people who are going to be evicted, um, because what's happening is that the capitalist developers are going to go in and, I mean, people don't understand these backroom deals. If you own 80 units, in a section of Miami, say, um, then um, a developer comes in and says, hey, if you clean out the building for me, I will give you uh, $2 million for your units. And the landlord says, hey, that's a better deal than worrying about these poor people who can't we're always late with their rent. They're always screwing up. I'll take it. And a lot of the evictions that will happen are in from those kinds of backroom deals. But, you know, what I'm going to do, because... I don't think that we're organized well enough to do anything about it. I'm going to see if I can't fix my lopsided Christmas tree. Because quite frankly, I don't think that serious thinkers, people with capacity, people like Dr. Taylor, that anybody's listening to them because everybody thinks they're smarter than everybody else. It's very uh, troubling to me. All right. Okay, Chad. Wait up. <laughs> but one of the things that I love about listening, I mean, I could sit and listen to you all night and say, Alpha's absolutely right. Because nobody wants to be reasoned, reasonable. Nobody wants to ration. Yeah, I, I, I just, it's un, unfucking believable. They've taken reason out of the equation. Yeah. There's no reason to reason anymore. And they've taken the, the reality of the circumstances under which we are now being governed. And, and and developing all these theories and all these answers and solutions based on fantasy. 
their fantasy well, about where well, we are. What you're witnessing is a slow walk to fascism, oligarchy, because they are winning. Because the Democratic mm-hmm. Party lacks the messaging that it takes to win one of these battles. Mm-hmm. And with that, Janet, I'm going to have to get out of here. <laughs> okay, Alpha. Have a good weekend, and thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Janice. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, our Common Ground. Host Janice Graham, and she's talking about the numbers, uh, gambling. Anyway, tune in. I'll be there. And... Um, Hopefully you will, too. I appreciate Joe's call, Janice's call. I appreciate more than anything the people who come to listen. Listen to my rantings, my ravings, my, my thoughts. Justice is coming, and it should come in a hurry. We have, what, 35 more days? In an hour, it'll be 34 more days. So, hold on. Relief is just around the corner. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Everybody thinks we're all Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother Simply call the sweet Where I have all
Oh, 